The following program is being brought to you on the Seventh Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit SeventhWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Paganism, shamanism, what do these ideas mean to you? Did you know that a lot of controversial views on these topics are based upon misconceptions? Welcome to Spiritually Speaking, Ancient Wisdom for Modern Needs with Lady Red Hawk, a.k.a. Susie Peltier. We will explain these practices in depth and provide new opportunities and perspectives to change your life. Now, here is Lady Red Hawk. Welcome everyone, I'm Lady Red Hawk and you're listening to Spiritually Speaking, Ancient Wisdom for Modern Needs. I want to wish everyone Gong Hei Fa Choi, which is Happy Chinese New Year. It's the year of the dragon, which represents the power of transformation. Um, you can call us into the show with your comments and questions at 1-866-472-5795. Our show today is So Maybe You're Psychic. But before we meet our special guest, Hollis Polk, I'd like to clear up a popular misconception. While there are many trads in uh, Wicca, just like denominations in Christianity, the schools of thought may vary widely in Wicca, but we all agree on two separate points. Wicca is a nature-based spirit worship and has nothing to do with the devil. Also, I don't pretend to speak for all witches. What I'm presenting is my perspective and a tradition that I developed called Taoist Wicca. That's a spiritual coaching system as well as a spiritual practice. So that said, let's meet Hollis Polk. Welcome, Hollis. Hi, thanks for having me. Yeah, terrific. Um, Hollis is a clairvoyant and life coach a relationship coach and has been coaching adults uh, dealing with divorces, breakups, and new relationships, how to find the right mate for over 15 years. She blends neurolinguistics, hypnotherapy techniques, decision science, clairvoyance, and common sense learned over 20 years of business experience. Hollis, you have a, a very interesting background here, master practitioner in neurolinguistics, certified hypnotherapist, bachelor degree in engineering from Princeton, and a Harvard MBA. She's also a successful real estate broker and investor, has owned several, has owned and run several businesses, including a restaurant and wholesale bakery, wood stoves wholesaler. She teaches classes in intuition development and has taught classes in hypnosis, hypno-coaching, and developing the mind, body, spirit, heart, and soul. She offers one-on-one personal professional coaching can you um just say for our listeners how they can reach you to to acquire your services or find out more about you sure if you want to talk to me my number when i'm off the air is 888 for hollis which is 
888-488-5547. I do have a couple of websites. One of them is 888-4-hollis.com, which makes it really easy. And I also have bestpsychicbyphone.com, which will tell you a little bit more about specific services. Great. Thank you. So how did you happen to... How did the left brain take you into the right brain? The left brain from an engineering background and all of this business acumen, how did that take you into uh, the right brain of clairvoyance and the kind of work you do now to help people? Well, it wasn't actually the left brain that got me there. It was more friends that I made in engineering school. Uh Uh-huh. In the oh, mid-80s, um, one of my friends from engineering school and another, like a roommate of his, was also a friend of mine from Princeton. And some of their friends from Berkeley and from their, where they were working, we all decided to get together. And first it started off as a book club. And it quickly became a club where we started to explore spiritual things and psychic things. So we started playing with Ouija boards, for example. Mm-hmm. But that wasn't really it. Here's what happened. One day we all did Somebody had learned how to meditate and, and a little bit about group meditation. So one day we all sat down, six or seven of us in a room, after whatever our book discussion was that week. And somebody said, let's do a group meditation. So hardly any words. We're all sitting there in a circle. And all of a sudden, a woman across the circle started to describe what I was seeing internally. Hmm. Mm-hmm. And when she left off, I took up the story because I was watching it. And as I did that, I heard a man on another point in the circle go, oh, and I knew he was seeing it, too. Uh huh. And this went on around the circle for a good 10 or 15 minutes. And that left me with kind of only two possible conclusions. I mean, <laughs> talk about rock your world. One of them was, yeah. One of the conclusions was this was a past life we had all shared, mm-hmm. which was, you know, and at that point, reincarnation was like, well, it's possible, but I don't know. Mm-hmm. Or we were all having a telepathic experience, mm-hmm. which at the time, aside from a few like, wow, wasn't that odd experiences, I didn't really believe in. Mm-hmm. And so both of those things were outside my worldview at the time. But it made me really curious, you know, when I thought back over my life, I'd always known stuff. In fact, it used to make the adults mad when I was a kid because I always knew stuff I wasn't supposed to know. (laughs) Yeah, well, um, probably some of you who are listening have had that experience. You know stuff you're not supposed to know, and it's really annoying to at least one other person. (laughs) How'd you know that? I don't know. I just know. Yeah, and that's never a good enough explanation for them. And then when you tell them the real one, they don't like that either. They just rather think you're weird. Yeah, that's one way to know you're psychic. One way. There's many ways, but that's one of them. Um, So given that my worldview had shifted, being the sort of naturally curious person I am, I had to find out more. Mm-hmm. And in that way of synchronicity, things began to come to me. A woman who said, here, read this book. A TV advertisement, kind of not exactly an advertisement, but a public service announcement on mm-hmm. a daytime talk show 
way back then there was a show in San Francisco called People Are Talking, and it turned out that if you yes. brought nine people to the show, you got a free public service announcement. Ah. Yeah, so this woman named Petey Stevens did her public service announcement. It was for an open house at her psychic school the following Saturday, and I thought, okay, I've got to go. <laughs> and when I went there, this man showed up, Asian man showed up, sat down talking to me and my friend, and as he sat down, he said, hi, my name is Phil Chan. Now, understand, we're in Albany, uh-huh. and there are <laughs> how many thousands or tens of thousands of chants in the Bay Area? Right. As he said it, a picture flashed in my mind of Chan's Hobby Shop in, on Van Ness Avenue in San Francisco, which was kind of near where I was living at the time. And we got to talking to Phil, and in that conversation, no, not in the conversation, in his public address to the group afterwards, after we started the presentation, he said he owned Chan's Hobby Shop in San Francisco. Hmm. Okay, so I had had a visual, I'd had a clairvoyant experience of knowing something about him that I had no way of knowing. Mm-hmm. So I decided I had to study there. And I did study there for three years. And part of studying there meant not only did you take one class a week, but you also did readings three Saturdays afternoons a month. Mm-hmm. That'll so be you got a lot. your skills. Yeah, exactly. And that convinced me not only was it real, but that I could do it and mm-hmm. that I was pretty good at it. Mm-hmm. Terrific. Yeah. Yeah. I think we all kind of come to it in our own way. And that's kind of what this show is about. Um, uh What's your understanding now after these many years of what psychic is, kind of the upside and the downside? Well, there are many more upsides than downsides. Mm -hmm. To me, and this is what I say to anybody who says they're clairvoyance or clairsentience or clairaudience or whatever skill they have Mm -hmm. scares them is, look, Forewarned is forearmed. If you see what's coming down the pike, you can plan for it. Right. So to me, that's the upside. Like once you and once you get by the fear and the fear really is programming from society. Mm -hmm. Right. You're not supposed to do this. It's terribly scary. And to me, that fear is programming from at least the Middle Ages. Mm hmm. When the Catholic Church basically took away everybody's psychic abilities and made them come through the church. Right. And here's what I found out Saturday night. I went to hear Foster Gamble, who did the movie Thrive, Mm -hmm. which, by the way, everybody should see. Great. Mm. And in the discussion afterwards, because he was there live, it's only the third one he's done live, he started to, he's an Aikidoist, and he talked about how the knowledge of Aikido includes a tone, which he said he wouldn't do, but basically the sounds are uh-huh. and it's done as a chant. <laughs> and that knowledge apparently was given to the Hebrews for safe protection. Ah. That's the name Yahweh you're not allowed to say. Yeah. So the control goes back, what, 5,700 years now. Right, right. Yeah. Right. So anyway, if you're afraid, it's programming. I mean, I'm not saying you may not see something that scares you, and that's mm-hmm. okay. You can mm-hmm. deal with it. Mm-hmm. That's all. Mm-hmm. Well, I think, too, um, you spend a lot more energy fighting the wisdom that's mm-hmm. trying to come through than you do if you simply accept 
what's coming through and then asking yourself what you're meant to do with it. Good point. You know, am I meant to pass it on? Am I meant my my way of handling it is if I get a a, a hit about something, I'll let it nag at me three three times before I mention it to anyone else. Me too. <laughs> because that way you know, I'm, I'm, um, because some information you're not necessarily meant to share. It's something you know and, and have insight for as the practitioner or the healer that, um, you can guide them with without, you know, going into, to great details on how you know it. But, and I would say also occasionally I get very clear guidance, especially for my students or clients, especially really more for clients because the students, it's a clear relationship. But sometimes my clients are doing their own development, and I get very clearly, you can indicate where to look, but you can't tell them what you see because it's important that they get this for themselves. Right. Right. Well, we'll be right back with Hollis Polk. Stay tuned, please. Your online community for positive change. Seventh Wave Network. Susie Peltier, Lady Red Hawk, offers private sessions of massage therapy, hypnotherapy, spiritual consultations, Reiki sessions, and trainings in San Francisco, California. She is available for in-person lectures as well as webcasts on a variety of topics such as stress management, holism, motivational speaking, and developing personal spirituality. Susie can also personalize a healing session or a spiritual consultation for you through Skype or by phone using hypnotherapy and distance sessions of Reiki. Susie is a reverend with the Universal Life Church and a third-degree Wiccan priestess performing interfaith pastoral duties such as hospice and family counseling, in addition to a variety of personalized rites such as weddings, house clearings, and memorials. Susie is currently taking applications for students in Wicca and offers circle trainings as well as priest and priestess initiation study programs. To find out more about Susie as a healer, teacher, and priestess, visit her website, www.susiepeltier.com. Email her at info at susiepeltier.com or visit the Facebook page to find out more about Taoist Wicca. Awakened Media for a Transforming World. Seventh Wave Network. You are listening to Spiritually Speaking, Ancient Wisdom for Modern Needs with Lady Red Hawk. We would love to hear from you. If you have a question or comment about this week's program, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to info at suzypeltier.com. Now, back to Spiritually Speaking. Hi, I'm Red Redhawk, and I'm here with my guest, uh, Hollis Polk. And we are posing the question, so maybe you're psychic. Um, Hollis, what is the structure of intuition? Yeah, I like to talk about that, particularly because every person, every single person gets his or her intuition, which, by the way, is the PC word. I personally like psychic and the the publicly okay word is intuition. (laughs) Well, really, right? It's probably not okay to say Wicca or witch out in the world, you know? 
Right. Well, we're doing our best to change that one. I, I, okay. I can speak for my group anyway. Okay. Anyway, so each person gets his or own, her own information in a slightly different combination of five or six different abilities. And I'm going to take them from the most common to the least common. So the most common thing that people have is clairsentience. And everybody has this to some degree. It's called gut feeling. Mm -hmm. You know, I walked into that place, something felt wrong. Mm -hmm. The thing is, is that for some people, it has to be a really extreme situation before they feel anything. And for others, they can feel currents of energy between other people in a room, even in a crowded room. Mm -hmm. And they can get very specific information from this clairsentience not just the simple sort of emotional, you know, oh, somebody's angry. They'll get mm -hmm. very specific information if they sit with it. Mm -hmm. So the good news about clairsentience, which is clair feeling or clear feeling, is that everybody has it. The bad news is it's kind of the slowest one to get accurate information from un until you're really practiced. Mm hmm so the next most common one is clairvoyance, clear seeing, seeing the future, seeing the truth. People talk about the third eye. Actually, the seat of clairvoyance is in the center of the brain where the pineal gland is. Mm -hmm. There is actually beginning to be some evidence that the pineal gland is, in fact, a translator of information from the non-physical to the physical. Interesting. Yeah. And there are actually two kinds of clairvoyance. So I, if I close my eyes, I get pictures. Mm -hmm. Somebody asks me a question, I get a picture and information. Usually those are metaphorical. And because I've been doing this for 25 years now, I have a really good internal database of this is what my pictures mean. Mm -hmm. Now, sometimes, and this is very funny, when I read the second chakra, I actually ask for a room. I don't always get that. Sometimes I get vehicles, which is kind of gives me different information. But I was mm -hmm. taught to ask for a room. And every now and then, and I have no control over this, right? It's 25 years later, still have no control over this. Sometimes I see the room the person is sitting in mm -hmm. very clearly. Mm -hmm. So internal and kind of external merge. You know, people talk about remote viewing, and mm -hmm. that's a kind of remote viewing. There's a second kind of clairvoyance, though, which is literally seeing things with your eyes that are not physically there. Mm -hmm. So, boy, the best example of this, and I go, par I go partly to learn, is I go um, yeah, about once a year, some years I miss, out with Dr. Stephen Greer, who is known as the father of the disclosure movement, um, which is about disclosure of the extraterrestrial presence mm -hmm. on Earth. Mm -hmm. The thing about Steve, and it's a very spiritual process that he does, it's all meditation, um, is that Steve is the best external clairvoyant I've ever met. Wow. And he will, he'll kind of show you where to look. And then because I'm around him, because, you know, we all get information. It's like people sit at the feet of a guru mm -hmm. because there is carried energy. And so your energy field will, will begin to learn from the person who you're near. Mm -hmm. So Steve's really good external clairvoyant. My external clairvoyance improves from being around him. Mm -hmm. But 
So you can literally see energy patterns. Like we look um, up at Mount Shasta a lot where, you know, if we're in Mount Shasta, we're not often not on the mountain specifically, but we're in a place where we can see it. And you can literally see lights begin to emerge from the mountain. Hmm. Things mm-hmm. like that. Um, mm-hmm. I've had other experiences by myself where I could literally see a being in the room with me. Mm-hmm. You know, bipedal being probably not human, but definitely bipedal. You know, mm-hmm. two arms, two legs, and a head. So that's external clairvoyance. Moving on, we have clairaudience, clear hear- hearing or psychic hearing. Mm-hmm. You may hear words. You may hear um, and those may seem to come from inside you or that may seem to come from outside you. So, for example, a lot of times when I talk to people who are actually clairaudient, I'll say, I'll bet you have arguments with yourself a lot. Like, yeah. <laughs> and what I say is, you know, you're not having an argument with yourself. One of uh-huh. those voices is your consciousness and the other one or ones are probably not your consciousness. Uh-huh. Particularly if they're giving you information that you would not otherwise have or opinions you would not otherwise hold. Mm -hmm. And if you pay attention, you can begin to notice that where you're hearing things make like there, there are different geographical positions for the different voices. The voices will sound different and they will come from different places. Mm -hmm. And you can eventually begin to identify And I'm totally making this up here, but like the voice over my right shoulder Mm -hmm. is really accurate about other people's emotions. Mm -hmm. The voice in front of my, I don't know, right elbow is really accurate about financial matters or Mm -hmm. whatever. You know, Mm -hmm. it's just you'll find that different voices have different interests and different abilities. And when you kind of tease that out, there's a lot of information there. Mm -hmm. Okay, so let's see. Moving on. Next least common is clear olfaction, clear smelling. Mm -hmm. And usually this is the experience of I can smell my my late grandmother's perfume or my late uncle's cigar, something like that. They'll give you an olfactory cue that they're with you. Mm -hmm. Um, I have a friend who, you know, does circles and she says that Mary, you know, Mm -hmm. Mother Mary is with them. Everybody will smell flowers. Mm, mm-hmm. Okay, moving on. Clear gustation, clear taste, mm-hmm. and it, that's a really rare one. But occasionally, and maybe you've had this. Maybe somebody who's listening has had this. You'll get a weird taste in your mouth. Like I have a metallic taste in my mouth, mm-hmm. or I can taste something sour or bitter when your mouth is empty. Mm-hmm. And that's usually a clue to something as well. Mm-hmm. So now we've we've gone through the five clear senses that match up with the physical senses. Mm-hmm. There is, however, a sixth, the true sixth sense. This is the one that dare not speak its name. <laughs> thou shall not. Right. Thou shalt not admit that you are a telepath and or channel. Mm-hmm. And those are direct mind to mind communications. Um. To me, telepathy, the, the distinction I make is telepathy, telepathy is with a being that has a body and channeling is with a being that doesn't. Mm-hmm. I can and that's pretty that. much the difference. Yeah. yeah. But that's the one that it's really not cool to mention. And by the way, telepathy has two parts. There's sending and there's receiving. 
Mm-hmm. And you can be a really good sender or you can be a really good receiver or both or neither. Mm-hmm. So if you're the sort of person that just, you know, a po- thought pops into your head like, oh, Doe's calling. Well, you're a really good receiver. Mm-hmm. If you're the person who, when you call somebody that you haven't talked to in years, they say, you know, I was just thinking about you. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a possi- there are two possibilities. One is you thought about calling them and they picked it up. And the other one is they thought about you and you received it and so you called them. And I, I haven't teased that one out exactly. The... Um One of the things I hear you saying, though, for me, I've understood the sixth sense to also be the culmination of the open five senses. So we get a great deal of information um, about the world through our senses. When that bumps up a level, then we might call it clairsentient or uh, clairaudient or something. When we know something through another mechanism, that has to do loosely with a sense that's operating all the time. And by staying really present and opening to the other, to the five senses, I think the synergy bumps us into the sixth sense, where the information you get surpasses what you perceive by body language or by the tone of voice or into ways and places and dimensions that you couldn't have had access to under your own steam, under regular circumstances, quote-unquote. Well, if you're talking about meditation, then I agree with you. Mm -hmm. And there are many kinds of meditation. There are moving meditations as well as sitting ones. If you're simply talking about paying attention to what you see and having that open your third eye, mm, I don't know. You know, there are certainly exercises you can do to open up any of the clear senses. Mm -hmm. And, you know, to me, I don't want to say there's nothing mystical about it. And yet they're all just skills. And so you, you know, the more you practice, the better you get like any other skill. Right. And some people have an affinity for one thing more than another. And, you know, if somebody who is naturally clairvoyant is working on clairsentience, like I'm clairvoyant and clairaudient, I am mm-hmm. not much of a clairsentient. I don't mm-hmm. feel much. I, mm-hmm. And the truth is I don't want to, mm-hmm. you know, but, but I don't, mm-hmm. you know, I'll get a little stuff in my aura. I don't feel things in my body and I don't want to. I get plenty visually and auditorily mm-hmm. and telepathically. So I don't need to do that. But for me to when it's not my ability necessarily to feel things for me to focus on feeling things isn't necessarily going to be helpful where I can certainly, you know, have somebody I know put an item in a box and then I can practice seeing what's in the box Mm -hmm. and we can change the item every day. Mm -hmm. So that's a way to practice. And I would always say, play to your strengths, whatever you naturally have, do more of that and practice. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. One of the other the other things I've noticed that has been really helpful for uh, developing psychic skills is actually to have Reiki, because Reiki seems to be a healing uh, tool that heals the obstacles, body, mind, and spirit. You don't have to know what that is. And I found that through removing, letting the Reiki work and through um, the healing process it brings about, I find that I'm much more um, 
psychic, if you will. Mm-hmm. You know, the funny word about psychic is that it's only, it only seems to be justified if somebody else uses it for you. You sound rather mm-hmm. arrogant and odd if you say, I'm a psychic. <laughs> That's probably true. You know, it's, it's just, it goes back to that, um, thou shalt not, uh, clause. We were, You know, know, I just want to say one more thing. You talked about Reiki opening things Mm -hmm. up for you. Any practice that will dissolve that will dissolve blocks Mm -hmm. and Reiki is included, but is by no means the only practice will improve your abilities. Yes. Yes. Because our abilities are basically blocked, not only from from programming and from our early childhood experiences that told us not to be open. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and also whatever traumas we've experienced that have also told us not to be open or that exactly. it's a scary thing to be open. Exactly. Very good. Very good. Well, let's take a break. And remember, you can call in 1-866-472-5795 to ask Hollis or me a question. and Or you can email me, info at com. So we'll be right back. Listening on a higher dimension. Seventh Wave Network. Susie Peltier, Lady Red Hawk, offers private sessions of massage therapy, hypnotherapy, spiritual consultations, Reiki sessions, and trainings in San Francisco, California. She is available for in-person lectures as well as webcasts on a variety of topics such as stress management, holism, motivational speaking, and developing personal spirituality. Susie can also personalize a healing session or a spiritual consultation for you through Skype or by phone using hypnotherapy and distance sessions of Reiki. Susie is a reverend with the Universal Life Church and a third-degree Wiccan priestess performing interfaith pastoral duties such as hospice and family counseling, in addition to a variety of personalized rites such as weddings, house clearings, and memorials. Susie is currently taking applications for students in Wicca and offers circle trainings as well as priest and priestess initiation study programs. To find out more about Susie as a healer, teacher, and priestess, visit her website, www.susiepeltier.com. Email her at info at susiepeltier.com or visit the Facebook page to find out more about Taoist Wicca. Be extraordinary. Seventh Wave Network. You are listening to Spiritually Speaking, Ancient Wisdom for Modern Needs with Lady Red Hawk. We would love to hear from you. If you have a question or comment about this week's program, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to info at suzypeltier.com. Now, back to Spiritually Speaking. Time's a charm. That number is 
472-5795 or email info at S-U-Z-Y-P-E-L-T-I-E-R.com. So welcome back with Hollis Polk and I and we're talking about um, being psychic. So you've covered some ways in which already in which people would know they were psychic. Um, is there anything you kind of want to add to that little checklist that they can that they know things that they wouldn't know otherwise or that they hear things that they they don't usually hear or um, well, taste things? The, well, the one thing, and this is not about a, a different ability, but I think that many people, again, this is programming from our culture, but many people, when faced with something that they can't explain will dismiss it as a coincidence Mm -hmm. rather than say, oh, there's a deeper reality here Mm -hmm. that I may be touching into. And Mm -hmm. to me, all these abilities have to do with what I call the real reality, which is not the physical one. I mean, there's Mm -hmm. getting to be more and more evidence that the world is just a hologram. Mm Mm-hmm. That it's not any more real than our dreams are. And I don't know about you, but I've done some, you know, sort of conscious dreaming, lucid dreaming. And in lucid dreaming, basically, you need to know that you're dreaming. So you need a way to know you're dreaming. Like, okay, if I put my hand, if I touch something, my hand will go through it. That's how I know. And then, and then you need to have some things you want to do in the dream once you're dreaming. So like an upside down somersault or, you know, in the air or something. So you go, oh, yeah, this really is a dream. And then you can manipulate what's going on in the dream. You can disappear characters. You can make things appear, whatever. Mm -hmm. And if you can do that in a dream and the world is nothing more than a hologram, then we have much more ability than we think to influence our so-called physical world. Right. And to me... Having the ability to work in these, and I'll bet you have a wonderful Wiccan name for it, um, but in the non-physical realities is kind of a prelude to working in the physical world. Mm-hmm. As above, so below. As within, so without. There you go. Yeah. So but we're people assuming. dismiss that. Yeah. Well, you know, part of the term is, you know, we've forgotten that the word just, it's just my imagination just is a a word um, that conveys a minimization. Mm -hmm. And um, there really is nothing more powerful in our imagination because as a body worker, I can say that it's the bridge between the body, the mind, and the spirit. Because as you imagine, just like kids playing with a fort with a big refrigerator box, that they are having a real experience it's grounded in their imaginations, but if you were to approach them and want a conversation, you would have to join the game. They are in a non-ordinary reality, and adults do it when they come to circle. They suspend disbelief and experience working out or living through acting out the myth so that they have a, a true experience of that mythic experience and that experience becomes real 
so the mirrors, so we kind of see, shamans kind of see ordinary and non-ordinary reality as kind of mirrors for each other, just as the physical and metaphysical mirror each other. So, Exactly, the, you just yeah. use different words to talk yeah. about it. Yeah. yeah. But it is, it is the same thing. Now, um, what do people do? One of the hardest things in the beginning is people dealing with these strange things phenomenon. And they have not yet, I guess we're both proposing that they, that they shift their, their assumptions and assume that what they are getting is an extension of the natural world. Okay, I have a call. Hi, Paula from Boston. We have a question. Hi, hi. I'm hi. really enjoying the show, so thanks for taking oh, my great. call. Thank you. Fantastic. And I just, I had some, as I was listening to it, and when I first started listening, I thought, well, I, I don't know if I really, you know, I was just curious, and I'm listening to the show, but I didn't really think of myself, really. But then as I started hearing more, I started realizing there are some things that I've been wondering about, and two things that kind of stand out in my history of um, any kind of a psychic possibility is one, I had um, a dream of my dad being in an accident just out of the blue, and um, he was on the ground, and he was surrounded by glass, and, and then about a month later, that exact thing came to pass, mm. and it really kind of freaked me out. Um, sure. He was hit outside, like he was hit as he was going back into his car after someone had hit him, and a second car came and hit him, and then he was on the ground. And um, so that that's like the biggest thing that I've ever had. And then I've had these many different experiences where I have these visions of something. One that I, I really stands out is I was I was heading I was in Cambridge and I was heading over this bridge to go to this Whole Foods, and I had this strong vision of this friend of mine's wife. Just I have no idea where it came from, and I hadn't seen her in years probably at least five years, and I just had this really strong vision of her. I came over the bridge. I parked my car. I walked into Whole Foods. As soon as the doors opened up, there she was standing at the register, and I had this feeling like I wasn't even surprised. I was kind of like, oh, yeah, that's right. I knew she was going to be here. And and I've had many of those, um, and, and it seems like they come in a series of three for some reason, and I wonder if there's any significance to that because I mm-hmm. had, you know, others that same couple of weeks where I, same kind of thing, but that one was, that one just really blew me away. Another one was where I saw someone I hadn't seen in years, an old friend, and I had a similar vision of her. So I just didn't know if that was any kind of an indication or what I should think about all that. Mm-hmm. Hollis, well, do you want to Oh, yeah. Let, let me add it. Um, (laughs) so the first thing the precognitive dream you had about your father in talking to probably thousands of people over the years what I've learned is this often what comes through for people who are not particularly open is the really emotionally impactful stuff and often that's negative so Rather than being freaked out about the fact that you had this precognitive dream, I would just take it as a sign of the beginning of of an opening. Okay. Does that help? Yes, absolutely. Okay. And about um, all the precognitive visions you have, and those are visions, because you're getting an image of somebody coming, right? So that's clairvoyance. You're getting an internal clairvoyance. 
about somebody you're about to see. And yes, that's absolutely valid, you know, psychic stuff. You are clairvoyant. Like, hello, raise your hand. I'm clairvoyant. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so I guess, wow, that's, that's, I mean, that's really great. I like that. I mean, it doesn't freak me out. It just, I just don't know... Um, you know, what can I do with that? Or is there anything I can do with that in terms of, you know, making it more useful or, you know, that kind of a thing? Yes. So here's what I would suggest is, number one is you want to practice and you want to practice on low-risk stuff, okay? That's why if you heard me before talk about, like, have a friend put something in a box, okay, get that wrong. No consequence, Um, Another thing you can do without having anybody help you, there are all kinds of things. Um, Am I going to see anything unusual today? What's my coworker going to be wearing today? How many items are there going to be in my mailbox today? Um, Uh Is there anything oddly colored in my mailbox today? Yeah, I don't know. How many traffic lights am I going to get on my way to work? All kinds of things like that. Just ask yourself the question. Take a moment and, you know, if you need to close your eyes, that's right. You may have had these other visions with your eyes open. So whatever Mm -hmm. you do, like each person has their own way Mm -hmm. of being clairvoyant. And like when I teach classes, I teach people how to specifically access. It's kind of in, in a meditation, you'll get it. But it's like how to access your specific way of being clairvoyant. Because each person's is a little different. And that's why oftentimes people will try to teach like a one-size-fits-all kind of strategy. And I don't actually believe there is a one-size-fits-all. I think what happens in the schools where they teach one-size-fits-all are the people that it works for. It works amazingly well for. But if it doesn't work for you, you drop out. The other thing, too, is I think you have to risk being wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, there there's a we've kind of got a, a a hidden agenda of being a hundred percent right, and um, developing the skill means that you're watching it over time for a percentage. I know yeah. I use this as a body worker. You know, I'll get hits about something, and if it comes back three times, then I'll kind of venture. It forth with someone, but what I'm risking is that I could be very wrong. In which case, that's perfectly fine. But if I look over a trend, then I can say, well, you know, my batting average is about 80%. That means two out of 10 it won't hit, but I'll be right on eight of them. And that's, that's pretty good. So that's you begin, really good. Yeah, a good so you, psychic is right maybe 80 or 85% of the time. So that's really good. Right. And so you begin to watch it, keep track of those Q&As that you get, and just shrug it off if you weren't right that day, but just begin to watch the trend and notice what percentage that you're running, and, and that will help improve you because you're no longer got your ego at risk. You're, okay, I like you know, it's not mm-hmm. you're not invested in them being right and or, or right. wrong, right? You just want to uh-huh. put the information out there and test the information. Your scientists and witches um, have a lot in common, um, shamans, psychics, because we're watching for 
we're heightened in our senses and we're watching for patterns. That's and, a really good analogy. Yeah, yeah. So a lot of times it is you. While science would like to say this is minus your body wisdom, I would say it's also inclusive of your body wisdom because we don't really realize how tuned into the metaphysical realm our bodies, physical bodies, are. They're, they're mirrors going back to our previous conversation. So thank you, Paula, for calling. I really appreciate it. Oh, thank you so much, Susie. Thank you, Holly. Thank you so much. It's, it's, I really just learned a lot. Thank you. Oh, Yay. great. So, Yay. Thank that you, Holly. Bye. You're welcome. Bye. <laughs> Take care. Now, I have another question. This one came in from um, Audrey. How do you pr- protect yourself from unwanted messages and input from other people if you're psychic? Uh, you want me to do that now or after the break? Um, if we're getting a signal for the break, let's do it after. The new home for visionary positive change. Seventh Wave Network. Susie Peltier, Lady Red Hawk, offers private sessions of massage therapy, hypnotherapy, spiritual consultations, Reiki sessions, and trainings in San Francisco, California. She is available for in-person lectures as well as webcasts on a variety of topics such as stress management, holism, motivational speaking, and developing personal spirituality. Susie can also personalize a healing session or a spiritual consultation for you through Skype or by phone using hypnotherapy and distance sessions of Reiki. Susie is a reverend with the Universal Life Church and a third-degree Wiccan priestess performing interfaith pastoral duties such as hospice and family counseling, in addition to a variety of personalized rites such as weddings, house clearings, and memorials. Susie is currently taking applications for students in Wicca and offers circle trainings as well as priest and priestess initiation study programs. To find out more about Susie as a healer, teacher, and priestess, visit her website, www.susiepeltier.com. Email her at info at susiepeltier.com or visit the Facebook page to find out more about Taoist Wicca. Taking you to the threshold of a dream and beyond. Seventh Wave Network. You are listening to Spiritually Speaking, Ancient Wisdom for Modern Needs with Lady Red Hawk. We would love to hear from you. If you have a question or comment about this week's program, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to info at suzypeltier.com. Now, back to Spiritually Speaking. Hello, everyone. I'm here with Hollis Polk, a noted uh, psychic and life coach. And uh, we are here with Cynthia from Heberton, Texas, is it? Beaverton, Oregon. Oregon. Wow, I got exactly <laughs> a, a, a really, really wrong location on that on that first one. I apologize. How are you today, Cynthia? Oh, I'm doing wonderful. How are you? That's great. I'm great. What's your question? Well, my my main um, interest is finding out how I can be more consistent 
Um, you know, sometimes I do readings for people, and sometimes I know I'm getting spot on. Mm-hmm. And other times I feel like I'm wandering, and I mm-hmm. don't know what I'm doing wrong. Mm-hmm. How do you know when you're spot on? Is it a feeling in your body? Is it a picture? How do you know? Uh, a lot of times what it is 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 I can see, first off, a change in their face. And mm-hmm. afterwards, I will ask them because I'm giving them some information, you know, uh, um, that's already happened before I'm, I'm projecting forward. And they'll say that they know exactly what what I'm talking about. And other times, they're like, I have no idea. I'm going to have to think about this. Mm-hmm. So here's the thing. You have to know when you're accurate from an internal signal. So when you see that thing in their face, you got to notice what's going on for you. Because Mm -hmm. then you can work on um, approaching that feeling. Like, what do I have to do? I don't know how to explain it, but where do I have to focus to generate that maybe feeling in my body that matches what happened with her face? Does that make sense? Sort of, because, you know, part of me is I'm just doing this sort of recreationally at the moment because I don't Mm -hmm. feel like I'm solid enough to do it, Mm -hmm. you know, any other way. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm, I'm also wondering if, if I'm totally in the wrong place, you know, if, if I should give it up and move on or, or what. If you want to do it, you should do it. Like if there's a, a pull in it for you, if there's juice in it for you, you should do it. If there isn't, let it go, you know, but it's not yeah. even about that. It's like it like don't let being wrong stop you. Right. right? This, this goes exactly back to that. Keep keep a. A, a log or a graph so that you can chart your mm-hmm. the times when you were right on and and don't worry so much about the times that you weren't what i think i hear hollis saying is tag it when you expe- what you're experiencing when their face changes because like for me if if i'm if I'm speaking, if spirit's suddenly taken over and speaking through me, <laughs> then I'll have a sense of little buzzies throughout my body. Okay. And I have a friend who's a Santa Rita priestess, and she gets chills. Or you can actually see the goosebumps, and she'll shiver when something's right, right on target. So if you're kind of looking for for ways in which you get that buzzy or get that sense of wow that wasn't just me talking there this is really important it just it's like flagging a computer message yes that's, that's <laughs> exactly. or maybe that the I'm voice talking. in your head changes or something like you're looking yeah. for what is different in how you get your information on the times when you're accurate from the times when you're not right right well i'm starting to get a little clear audience Mm-hmm. Uh, normally, you know, I read cards, and so I'm going off of the impressions off of the cards, but I'm starting to get clear audience, and every once in a while, I, I'm getting visual as well. So I'm hoping that that means I'm on the right path and I'm moving forward. Oh, it absolutely does. Yes. It absolutely does. And it sounds like, you know, if you're doing it and it's refining you, then that's the biggest, that's the thing we can ask for, because I think re- Willingness to refine ourselves works perfectly with divine purpose. Whether we have a real strong sense of what our divine purpose is or simply the commitment to do our divine purpose and have that show up for us. So the refinement of those skills refines your capacity to listen to that spirit guidance. 
for right. yourself but and I for like others. I like when that comes in. When that comes in, I know I'm spot on. Right. 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 Very good. Thank you, Cynthia. Okay. Good luck. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. I have a, a message uh, question here from Audrey in San Francisco. How do you protect yourself from unwanted messages and input from other people if you're psychic? Okay, so there is such a thing as energetic shielding, and I mostly teach people how to how to protect themselves from from feelings, which has to do with basically imagining a shield in the appropriate place, whether that's in front of your second chakra, which is where a lot of emotional stuff is, or around your entire you know human electromagnetic field or aura. Um, and those are just basically visualizations. The more that you do them, the easier and faster it gets. Um, as for specifically um, the voices, you know, if it were me, I would tell it to shut up. <laughs> Like, excuse me, now is not the time. Come back later. Or if you don't ever want to hear that voice again, like, go away. Mm-hmm. And they usually, unless they're, usually they'll go away if you tell them to. Mm-hmm. It's oftentimes, too, you know, we can be kind of psychically spongy and be picking up information that really isn't for us. It's for the other person, but they're blocking it. So it kind of comes out to any sensitive person who'll hear it. Yep. So, um, yeah, that's uh, yeah. That's and then you advice. have a choice, right? You can you can give a, give the other person the information or not. You know, usually if something comes to me that I know is for somebody else, I'll ask like, "Am I allowed to give it to him? Should I give it to him?" If the answer is yes, I tell it to him, and then I let it go, and mm-hmm. I generally even forget it. Like I, I don't want to carry that stuff around. Mm-hmm. So that's another way to deal with it. And also focus on, on your own grounding at that point. Take a breath, breathe down through your spine, and kind of I like to imagine a Teflon-coated handy-sandy psychic garbage chute so you can, you know, just <laughs> breathe it down and, and let it go so that you aren't responsible for the information. Um, that's especially difficult for healers. Because we come so in such close contact with people all the time, and um, healers are meddlers by nature. So I think it's really a challenge to uh, develop that. Oops, that's not for me. Message or or I don't want to go there in this session. So lots of ways to let it go. If you need yeah. To. Yeah. Great. Thank you. Um, I have another question from uh, Stephanie, and she's up in Grass Valley. She wonders about um, prophetic dreams. Um, Like uh, she's had several recurring dreams that have manifested in ordinary reality. Um, Basketball game in high school, family vacations, relationship stuff. So what would you say in general to... Um, people have prophetic dreams Mm -hmm. write down your dreams and then Mm -hmm. you'll have a record for later Mm -hmm. and when you get up if you if you have a sense that it was prophetic check in like am i supposed to give this information to anybody and if not just write it down let it go Mm -hmm. i mean i actually kept a journal for many many years and discovered that i had precognitively seen the the 9-11 attack Mm. but i didn't know that's what it was at the time right Thank you so much for tuning in this week to Spiritually Speaking, Ancient Wisdom for Modern Needs. 
Please join Susie Peltier again next Monday afternoon at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Have a wonderful week.